Welcome to Behind the Backline, the podcast where we chat with merchants, brands, and industry professionals in the musical instrument, pro audio, and event technology space about their products, services, industry trends, stories, and more. Join us now as we dig into the stories behind our favorite backline gear. Welcome to episode 13 of Behind the Backline. I'm Matt Jacoby of Active Media, and today I'm speaking with Brandon Leafball from Audio Fusion Systems. Thanks for joining me today, Brandon. Hey, Matt. How are you? Yeah, great, great. How are you guys doing? We're good. We're good. Cool. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to uh, get us start, started off by telling us a little bit about who you are. Sure. Um, my name is Brandon Leafblad, and I'm the co-founder of a company called Audio Fusion Systems. And we're a software startup down here in Austin, Texas. And we are, we've developed a, a software system to, de- to deliver audio in real time over Wi-Fi. That sounds really cool. <laughs> uh, can, you, can you explain a little bit more about um, kind of what, uh, what kind of application you've used or what, what the application for um, that particular um, technology is? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, so our first product really out of the gate is a wireless personal monitoring system that musicians can use in live performance. So we are taking audio directly from the mixer or the console and delivering it to the musicians on stage so they can hear everything that they need on stage. I mean, obviously, music or audio streaming has been around for a long time, but most apps out there uh, like Spotify or Pandora, any of those apps that you might play music over Wi-Fi, they are using a tremendous amount of buffering. And so it doesn't really matter from the time that you push play to when the music actually starts in your ear. It, you know, it doesn't really matter as long as it continues seamlessly from there. But in live performance, musicians have to be able to hear themselves either when they're singing or the, the note from their instrument at the moment that they play it. Uh, they have to be able to hear that in real time. So that's what we've been able to do. Being able to deliver that audio in real time over Wi-Fi is really the the underlying technology behind audio. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. I think when uh, I saw the demo of this at NAM, um, it it, uh, it more resonated with the fact that it was now a uh, um, mobile app version or a software based um, pack um, for for audio. But I don't think it it re- I'm not sure if it resonated that this was like utilizing Wi-Fi as, you know, this is just product one and what else can you do with this? That's right. Yeah. So today for musicians, in order to do monitoring, they either have to use a a wedge speaker in front of them or they have to use maybe a $500 or $700 wireless body pack, uh, you know, to get that wireless transmission or some kind of a personal monitor mixing box on stage. And so what we do is we actually give musicians the ability to do all of that using the laptops and smartphones that they already own. So we're, we're, but all of that technology is based on the Wi-Fi standard. So instead of being proprietary hardware, uh, where, where you're controlling both the transmission and the receiving, we're actually just using off-the-shelf devices uh, using Wi-Fi standard. Okay, that is super cool. I, I guess I had missed that, that whole point or that whole... Uh a part of the, the presentation, <laughs> but no, yeah. I, that, that's really cool. So does it, the, the actual um, apps or products, I assume then require a venue to have Wi-Fi? Well, you could do it that way, but we recommend that any musician or band that they would bring their own Wi-Fi router with them and kind of create their own little Wi-Fi network on stage. That's not connected to the internet so that they don't have any interference and they, they don't have to control 
um, you know, any congestion in the Wi-Fi network, they have complete control over that if they bring their own router with them. Gotcha. Well, that's really cool. Um, before we um, started talking or before we started recording, um, you kind of were going um, into the details about how, uh, you know, like the interface is set up, the uh, the three different products. Can you expand on the, the three um, different pieces to it? Sure. The Soundcaster is what we call the main MacBook software. And what that does is it takes the audio from any, really any audio device that you can connect to your computer. So a lot of the mixers and consoles are digital these days. And so they just have either USB or FireWire or even Dante out and you connect that to your computer. Any device that you have that you can connect to the MacBook, Soundcaster will automatically recognize all the channels that are available from that source. And you just pick and choose whichever channels you want to include in your mix. And Soundcaster will package up all that audio and broadcast it over Wi-Fi to the app that we call Performer that each musician uses on either their iPhone or their iPad to receive the audio. So not only can they hear it on their iPhone, but they can also control each of the individual channels coming in to create their own custom. And then we have a third app, what we call Director, that runs on an iPad that either the sound technician or a monitor engineer can use to oversee the whole system. And they can actually use that to punch in and hear the same exact mix that the musician is hearing on stage. So they can help them, uh, support them during the performance and either do the mix for them or uh, or just hear what the how the musician has their mix set up. That, that sounds extremely awesome for any band that is super techie. And I'm, I, I, like I mentioned before, I wish I was in a band right now um, so I could use this. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. And, and this is really, um, it just simplifies the setup dramatically, um, just reduces like crazy the, the amount of gear that you have to bring with you. And it gives you complete control over the, over your own monitor sound. So you're not, relying as a band on whatever it is that the venue provides so you can just bring all that with you you know in your laptop case that's very nice and does the and i know you had said that you know usually they have people have a wedge in front of them but does this is this you know sufficient enough or does it completely have you been able to prove that it replaces having wedge monitors that's right so you wouldn't need it would reduce all that stage noise you can eliminate all of those wedges on stage um, basically, you just take the the output directly from the mixer and broadcast it to each of the musicians, and then they have complete control over what they hear. And so, instead of uh, plugging either in your monitors into an expensive wireless body pack or running cabling to the to a wedge monitor on the stage, you just plug your your in ear monitors into your iPhone. And you're done. And will it work with just like your basic earbuds or do people or, or, or do you usually recommend like a little bit more of an actual in-ear monitor headphone? Well, it'll certainly work with the headphones that or the earbuds that came with your phone. But we recommend for for a good uh, sound on stage or a good performance that you get a little bit more sophisticated in-ear monitor, something with maybe at least two drivers in it uh, would probably be the minimum that we'd recommend. But some people, I mean, they can spend, you can spend as much as you know, $1,500 on in-ear monitors if you want to, but uh, probably $100, $150 for a, for a good set of in-ear monitors with dual drivers would be perfectly sufficient. Yeah, definitely. And 
Um, I don't know if they're the only ones on the market right now, unless they've started to do it for in-ears too. But like, um, you know, Apple's got the ear pods where they're wireless. If there is now, I assume eventually, or maybe there already is like wireless in-ear monitors that really you're eliminating even more wires that way. Well, there would certainly be, you could use it that way for, uh, for just audio playback. Okay. But for live performance, you wouldn't want to use any um, headphones or earbuds with Bluetooth because it adds too much latency uh, to the to the whole chain. So Bluetooth headphones probably have 30 or 40 milliseconds of latency just by themselves. And it almost makes them unusable for um, for live performance. Gotcha. Okay, that's that's good to know because yeah, I would I would imagine that you don't want your drummer guitar player any milliseconds behind you. So. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, kind of tell us a little bit like where the the idea for this or what what inspired this uh, this to come about. Well, we I'm a I'm a worship leader here in Austin, and about well probably about eight, eight years ago now we started a little multi-site campus of our church in our neighborhood. And so we were meeting every Sunday uh, in an elementary school. Every Sunday we were setting up our, our equipment, setting up gear, and we were using Avioms as our personal monitor mixing boxes. And every week we were running Cat5 cables and running all this gear to the stage for monitoring. And my co-founder, Kevin Slick, he was a software engineer at Dell, and he was running sound and I was leading worship. And he's looking at this as a software engineer going, this is just digital networking. What are we doing here? <laughs> and so we were tired of setting all that gear up. And so he started uh, writing this software system to try and eliminate all those boxes. That's a really ambitious um, undertaking um, from that, that application. <laughs> well, he started doing the math and it seemed like he could, he could pull it off. And at that time, Dell had offered... A, an early retirement package to to some of those senior engineering managers, and so he took that and figured he'd get this this system up and running maybe in about six months. Well, it, it was four years ago that he started this process, and so that actually turned out to be a lot more difficult than than he expected, and which is why uh, we imagine that no one else has has been able to do this before. Uh, we're the first company in the in the market to be able to do this in real time over. Yeah, that is really cool. I'm well, yeah, that kind of development time. I'm sure. I mean, even if someone was coming to the market with it soon, they they probably started after you at this point. <laughs> That's right, and we're we're going to make this technology available. We want to. Our goal is to license it to everyone. Um, obviously, there's a lot of mixer manufacturers that have an app that they control the mixer, and there's. Um, software products out there that are used uh, like Ableton and Reason and those kinds of products that people use to deliver audio and live performance. And we'd like to license our technology to all of those companies so they can just build this technology directly into the mixer or directly into the software. So um, yeah, we're, we, we want to make it available to, to everybody and everyone. I would, I would, that, that sounds awesome. I would imagine there already are mixers that are Wi-Fi enabled. Well, they're Wi-Fi enabled, but they're only uh, Wi-Fi enabled to the degree that they are using an app on stage to remotely control the auxiliary sends from the mixer. So you still have to get the audio from the auxiliary out on the board to the stage or to the musician. And that's the expensive part, right? How do you get it from the board to the musician? And so the what we want to do is to enable those 
those console manufacturers to make their app um, more capable. In other words, not only can you control the mixer, but you can also hear the audio as well on the same phone. Now, now I have very limited, well, I wouldn't say limited. I, I, I know a decent amount of audio um, lingo and, and things, but um, so right now to get the audio to the musician is, is it primarily via snake? That's right. Either okay. um, you can either run a, you know, a cable from the mixing console to the wedge or you can connect a, a wireless IEM body pack, right? Like a you know a wireless pack, or um, you can even connect maybe like a headphone amp, you know. But some way you've got to get the audio from the board to the stage. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. awesome. Um, so have, have you had like anybody uh, like what what's been your testing process? Has have people been using this product already? Has it been impactful for anybody in like a testing um, scenario, or is it? Has it been uh, kind of publicly available in limited quantities yet? So we've been we've been we opened up beta testing uh, on a wide on a wide basis back in January, and so since then we've onboarded over 350 beta testers so far. So we've got churches and musicians uh, contacting us really from all over the world, asking us to try the product and test the product. And so I mean, people are using this on Sundays. They're using uh, using this in, in places all over. We've got, gosh, we've got five or six bands in Bangkok that are, you know, gigging with this on the weekends. So it's been, it's been used in all kinds of places with just a tremendous amount of success. That is really cool. And like, has there been an, enough feedback that's already, you found, you know, issues with it or gaps in it, or, you know, just the, the improving cycle as a bit of testing process would well, normally do? <laughs> well, at the end of the day, we're only providing the software, right? Okay. We, we're giving everyone the opportunity to use whatever gear that they already have. And so the challenge that, that our testers have had and the challenge that our customers will have once the product is released is, of course, that they've got to figure out a way to connect this to the gear that they already own. And so the challenges that people run into are things like um, not having a, a really robust or a really good Wi-Fi router, you know, trying to use a, a, you know, a router that's 10 years old, you know, with uh, doesn't have the latest 802.11 AC standards and things like that, you know, it'll cause sound quality issues in the whole system. But you know, we want people to try the, the gear that they already have before they go out and have to spend any money on new stuff. But that's really been the challenge, making sure that their devices are capable of, of running the system, uh, making sure that all the settings on their devices are optimal. For example, on the iPhone, we want to make, we encourage our customers to uh, put the iPhone in airplane mode, right? turn off location services, turn off your iCloud, right? All the things that the phone does that diverts it from sending audio. So got it. Those kind of things that have been a, a process of trying to educate our customers to have some. I was going to say that sounds like a little bit of a learning curve just in terms of, uh, I mean, I don't know how many, how many um, musicians you might've come across that may be a little bit more tech inept, but I suppose that um, they have to be somewhat tech savvy because of their, their gear that they already have. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there's, uh, and of course, as you can imagine, this is being embraced by, um, you know, millennials and you know people who have never lived without a smartphone in their pocket. So uh, you know, for those folks, in fact, I, I have a group of students that I serve with at our church every Sunday, and they've been uh, a great source of beta testing for us. And they they don't think anything of pulling their their iPhone out and 
adjusting their mix, putting it back in their pocket and keep going. So isn't that, I mean, I, I'm kind of on the line of generation X and millennial, but to me there's, there's occasionally that like a little crossover, like this is even creepy. This is creepy even for me, you know, like <laughs> I was trying to get used to like, Oh, you know, if we've never been without a phone, I didn't, I don't think I had a phone until early two thousands while I was going off to college. So. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Well, that, that's really cool. Um, so you, you kind of told us a little bit about how long it was in development. Um, so about four, four years or so. Um, and, uh, so is it currently the, the company, just you and uh, your friend from Dell then? That's right. So Kevin and I are the only two employees so far and we have a, uh, Kevin being a software engineer, he's done most of the, the low level programming and we've hired outside companies, third party uh, engineering to work on the user interface and the user experience. Uh, we've got outside companies coding the website and doing those kinds of things. Um, so, yeah, so so far, it's just the two of us will uh, hopefully we'll we'll be able to grow the company once the product is released and we're actually generating some revenue. Yeah, definitely. Um so uh, I can see how this is, I, I mean, I'm not a guitar player, but I can see how this is extremely useful for a guitar player or, you know, very adaptable to them. But like when it comes to, I'm a drummer and just, I seem to always have a drumming question on all these, these episodes and I hope I'm not really being biased about it, but, but, <laughs> but you know, drummers sit on their phones or i mean it, do you find that like in their situation that they're just throwing their phone close by to where their headphone line isn't being pulled off of a speaker or uh, a table of some sort or like how does it kind of work for them in terms of in like accessibility well interestingly a lot of drummers that we've worked with have opted to use their ipad as the surface control for performer because performer will, you can use it on an ipad or an iphone and there's all kinds of uh, cool clips and stands and things that uh, that companies are making for this purpose of you know using your phone on stage. A lot of people use their iPads on stage for uh, to hold their chord charts or their lyrics. Uh, a lot of different reasons, or even to to launch their their tracks and their stems. So a lot of drummers are using it with an iPad, you know, on an iPad stand or an iPad clip. Cool. Cool. Okay. That, that makes a lot more sense to me. <laughs> I'm just trying to picture this, you know, my, my typical setup in my environment, like where would we be putting that? But yeah, yeah. No, that, that makes a lot more sense. So that's really cool. <laughs> um, so do you feel like, uh, you know, this being, uh, like the next evolution of, of, um, stage to board audio, uh, how do you feel this, this, uh, addresses, um, a new problem in the market, or do you feel this is more of just a, um, I guess, like I said, uh, a next step to how this type of technology evolves? Well, you know, I think of this a lot in a lot of ways, very similar, at least as a paradigm shift, very similar to the way that uh, that the recording industry has gone. You know, back in the 70s and 80s, there used to be studios full of pieces of hardware, big boxes of gear that did stuff you know, mm -hmm. in the recording process. And of course, all those boxes have gone away and they have just become plugins in recording software that people have on there. And that, that paradigm shift has taken place in the recording industry already. And so we think that Audio Fusion will enable that kind of shift or that kind of uh, disruption in live music performance as well. So all those boxes of gear, uh, the boxes on stage or the hardware that people were using 
to do live performance, we think all that all those boxes can go away now that we can deliver audio over Wi-Fi. And I think it's going to change things dramatically in the live performance space. Yeah, I guess I never really thought of it that way. That that makes a lot of sense. I mean, how long have we had home recording studios and our, you know, just basement workstations that have been doing this for so long? And yeah, the the, the, the newer recording studios have, have gotten smaller and smaller, but better in quality. And I guess we haven't really gotten there to performance yet. So that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and if you think about it, the the mixers are starting to go that way, right? It used to be these big consoles with knobs and buttons, and now you can buy uh, rack-mounted mixers that don't even have buttons or, or faders on them, right? It's all done by surface control on your tablet or on your laptop. And so the, really the only purpose now of the rack or the box is just to have some place to plug your instrument into. But even it may not be that long or that far away that even that box goes away if we could license our technology to the instrument manufacturers and they could connect to the computer wirelessly as well you know then you wouldn't even need the mixer to begin with man millennials are really gonna have a heyday with that <laughs> <laughs> yeah my, my mixer is in my pocket uh <laughs> Well, that is really cool. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to, you know, seeing what you guys uh, start to, uh, you know, experience as it gets into the market and, and everything. Um, so do you guys have like a specific release date for um, the uh, initial AudioFusion products? Well, the, the AudioFusion family for this wireless personal monitoring system, what we call AudioFusion, uh, Soundcaster, the main MacBook software, and Director are both now up in the App Store and available for pre-order. So we're just a few weeks away from our initial 1.0 release. And if you go to audiofusionsystems.com and sign up on our mailing list, then we can let you know as soon as that, as soon as those those software are available for purchase. Cool. And do you have like uh, actual um, price tag for um, each of the apps yet, or is that still kind of being determined? No, uh, the the price is actually the most exciting part. We're going to make uh, Soundcaster available for $100 per musician. So Performer, the app that the musician uses on their iPhone, that'll be a, continue to be a free download. And any musician can just have that on their phone. And if somebody has Soundcaster, then they can connect to it. And so Soundcaster, uh, the price of Soundcaster scales based on how many performers can connect at one time. So it's basically $100 per connection. So if you have five musicians on stage, uh, it's a one-time purchase of $100 each. So it'd be $500 and five musicians could have not only wireless, but personal monitor mixing capability as well. Very cool. And now do you, uh, just on that note, do you expect um, Soundcaster and the computer rig that um, it's on to be typically a um, per venue purchase, or is this something that the band actually has to bring Soundcaster with them to give to the sound engineer? Well, a lot of venues like churches or um, you know all, all, all kinds of venues they they will will purchase Soundcaster and they will own it and they'll have it, and then any musician who comes to play in that venue they can just connect for free. But there's going to be a lot of venues that don't have Soundcaster, and so what bands who are gigging will want to do is they'll want to own that own Soundcaster for themselves, set it up, have it with them uh, so that it's available for them at every gig that they go to. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so so really kind of goes either way depending on if it's there already or not. So 
Very cool. Well, yeah, I appreciate you joining me today. This has been great. Um, I look forward to seeing what, what, what happens with this. This is really cool. No, absolutely. It's been my pleasure. Yeah. Um, uh, before we go, uh, is there any other place on the uh, interwebs or social media um, that you wanted to kind of point out so people could uh, visit more about your product? Well, uh, you can find us. It's most active with our users on Facebook. So if you go at AudioFusionSys, S-Y-S, you can find us there. Uh, But most of the information is at AudioFusionSystems.com. And even now, even in in the next few weeks, if you wanted to uh, send us an email, I'd be happy to set you up with a copy of the beta version so you can sort of try it before you buy it, see how it works with your gear if you want. Um, We're still adding beta testers all the time. So Cool. Yeah, I'm sure there'd be plenty of people who would love to try this out because this is, it's almost always kind of a kid in a candy store when there's new stuff that musicians can change up and get out of their regular routine with. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, very cool. Well, yeah, I appreciate you joining me uh, today. This has been great. And uh, thank you for joining us today. Uh, We've been listening to Behind the Backline brought to you by Octave Media, an inbound marketing agency focused on helping music merchants develop an automated solution to increase website sales. You can find Octave Media at www.octave.media. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast in iTunes or Google Play Music to learn more about great products and companies in the musical instrument, pro audio, and event technology space. Be sure to leave a review to let us know what you thought of today's episode. We encourage you to share us with your friends and colleagues via social media, and we'll see you next time. Take care.